Welcome to Gav Session. My name is Gavin Foster, and I am a K-8 music teacher from Ontario, Canada. I love music, I love technology, I love my job, and I love sharing my successes and my learning. Check it out, and thanks for listening. All right, everybody, welcome to a Gav session. Um, so this current date is the 4th of January, 2019. Yay, that's right, it's my first podcast of the new year. Hooray, hoorah. Okay, so for today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to catch us up on everything from November 26th forward, because uh, next Wednesday uh, is going to be my first class back of the new term uh, uh, after the break, and I want to start fresh. So I'm going to kind of cram a whole bunch of stuff in together, and we'll talk about uh, what was going on in my world, in my life for the last uh, uh, month and a half, because I've been uh, I've been kind of uh, off the reservation. So let's start with what's been going down with. Uh, me musically. So we've had quite a bit going on. I mentioned in my last podcast, my choir has been doing a lot of performing. So at the end of December, we had, I think, six or seven concerts, the choir, um, the last of which was just done at our school uh, for our own holiday assembly, which was fantastic. It was well-received. We did some caroling with the kids in our school, and we did uh, our few sort of big numbers. So we've been working together as a choir on uh, Benjamin Britten's song, A New Year's Carol. Uh, we've also been working on John Lennon's Happy Christmas War is Over. Uh, so yeah, we did those. <clears throat> and then we did a bunch of, uh, of caroling with the audience. Those went over really, really well. Um, and then I've done a bit of performing over the last month. So uh, we have a breakfast club at my school that gets together about 20 minutes before school. And uh, we have volunteers from the community come in and feed uh uh, anyone who happens to be interested. So students, staff, anyone who wanders by, there's some tremendous, uh, tremendous eats there every day. Uh, and so the week leading up to the holiday break, I decided that uh, for something special, I would go and carol for the breakfast club. So every morning I uh, trucked down to the gym with my guitar and my microphone and my amplifier and my uh, Christmas songbook there. And I kind of sang for uh, 15, 20 minutes every morning, just getting everybody ready uh, for the holidays of the week before the break. So I had some uh, performing going on in there as well. It is, uh, as I say, because it's now January, I've taken my two big uh, guitar Christmas songbooks and I have filed them away for the season. But uh, I am going to be looking at doing um, my own kind of folk show uh, here in town in the new year. So I've got uh, some plans over the next week to reach out to a local pub uh, and do some work there. So that's what's going to be coming up uh, musically for me. Um, I've spent a lot of time this holiday season with, uh, I said already, Benjamin Britten's uh, A New Year Carol. I'm one of those strange people who, as much as I love Christmas, uh, my favorite holiday is actually New Year's. I love the idea of... Uh, of something starting new. I love the idea of looking at your year and especially as a teacher, being able to look at uh, the year kind of partway through and say, you know what? Everything about last year, including everything about the start of this year that I don't like, I'm, I'm just going to change. I, I, I have the full authority to change. Uh, and Benjamin Britten's song, a new year Carol, if you don't know it, um, 
the the second and third verse are almost identical. The second verse he says, uh, uh, "Sing rain of fair maid with gold upon her toe. Open you the west door and turn the old year go." And then the third verse he says, um, "Open you the east door and let the new year in." So he basically gives you permission to take everything about your previous year that you're not happy with and just throw it away and start again. And I like that idea. And I, I tried really hard to mention to parents and teachers and, and, and community members and stuff, whenever we sang the song about how important it was, um, as a, uh, as a, as a society to say, you know what, like there are last year might be the greatest year of your life, might be the worst year of your life, might be somewhere in between, but there's got to be something that you're ready to get rid of. And so this song just gives you that permission and says, you know what? We can, we can just say, thanks. I've had enough and you can do that. And so, um, yeah. So if you haven't heard it, check out Benjamin Britten's a new year, Carol. It's really, really well written. All right. So here we go into part two. So, the, the sort of good news and bad news is I've got some stuff to talk about today, but, um, but I don't necessarily have to talk about uh, technology the way I have before. So I, I haven't actually used uh, BandLab since November 26th, but I've got a bunch of stuff we've talked about. So first of all, I did use BandLab that day. And um, uh, what I did on November 26th is after I kind of did my thing with the kids, uh, I got them to just sort of play around with band lab and work on, you know, finding some loops and adding some stuff to their own tracks. And, and it's stuff I've kind of talked about doing before, but we kind of did a little bit more with that. And I had a little bit of progress, a little bit of familiarity. Um, but I think I kind of figured out that I want to do something different. Uh, it's not that I don't like band lab. It's not that it doesn't do a good job. It does. It just, I'm not getting the results I want out of it fast enough. So maybe I will either, uh, change the, change the, uh, assignments I'm giving or else I will maybe, uh, try something totally different. But anyway, um, I did use band lab and it, it was basically successful. It's just, as kind of a slow process getting the kids to use it uh, correctly. But a couple of things I want to talk about. So, First of all, a project that happened not so long ago called Four Direction. Uh, it is a, uh, a piece of music. It is a it is a um, a concept album created by a group called Dark Spark, who is uh, an indigenous, uh, an Aboriginal music group from uh, my area of Ontario, from Prince Edward County, and. Um, they received a government grant to create uh, an album called Four Directions, where they went to the four different directions of Canada, north, south, east, and west, and they found uh, Indigenous children there to write, produce, create their own music based on um, things that they found interesting. So this happened a while ago. I want to say maybe like 2015, 16. Um, but what I did is uh, I, I brought this to my students, and I said, here is a group of kids your age that uh, sat down with a group of musicians for three or four days, created a piece of hip hop music from scratch. They wrote all the words, they did all the singing, they did all the rapping, they, they created it all. Um, the musicians kind of pointed them in the right direction, but these are things that were important to them. And I played them a song called roadblock, which is fantastic. You can check it out on YouTube, check out roadblock Four direction, dark spark. You, you can't miss it. Um, anyway, so this is a song about why uh, Aboriginal groups in Canada 
block the roads, which is something that happens in in my neighborhood fairly frequently. We have the Tyndanega Mohawk Reserve, uh, the uh, Haudenosaunee people right nearby, and so it kind of happens fairly often around here. And so th- these these group of grade seven and eight boys basically said, "There's a problem," and we've tried everything. We've tried the police. We've tried the government. We've tried all this stuff and nobody listens to us. Nobody gives a damn. So we're going to set up a roadblock and everyone in the community is going to be part of it. And we're going to make sure you listen to us. And that's kind of what the chorus is about. And then the, 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 the song is about the um, murdered and missing indigenous women. And basically these kids are saying things like, uh, no one hears a woman scream and uh, you know, lives are shattered, families torn apart. And uh, if this was your mom, you better believe you'd want something done about it. Or um, uh, there's all these kind of comments like that. And it's, it's this really powerful piece of music. And I, I talked it up a lot with the kids where I said things like, look, like, you know, these are the kids that you play sports against. These are, you know, when we go to um, like our school track and field day, we go to this, um, school on the reserve because it has a huge giant track and field field. I'm like, we go, you know, these kids, these are like your peers, your contemporaries. Some of you might even call them your friends. And this is what's interesting to them. Let's see how you feel about it. And I had the kids do another reflection. We had done one a few weeks back with the Edmund Fitzgerald and I knew I wanted another reflection. So I asked about this and this was great. I got some really, really awesome reflections out of these kids. And it's kind of turned me into thinking, you know what? I think I'm going to uh, do more reflecting on talking about music. So I'm going to jump ahead to the week after. So now I'm talking about um, December 5th. Now, December 5th, I was away from school. I had a supply teacher and I left the kids a YouTube video to watch. Um, It was a top 10 list of the greatest songs that tell a story. And I told the supply teacher, like, show it, and then just kind of debrief a little bit with the kids. Do they like it? Do they not like it? Do they agree? Do they think there's anything missing? Is there any songs they'd like to hear more of? That kind of thing. Um, And then the week after, December 12th, when I was back, I debriefed it with the kids. We kind of watched it again. I talked a little bit about each story and who wrote it and what my take was on that top 10 list, because I didn't really agree with it. But um, we, we talked a lot about story songs and how they're written and who wrote them. So that's kind of my, uh, my technology bit for today. So keep checking out band lab. It's great. Check out four direction by dark spark um, and listen to the music these kids wrote on YouTube and then go and search uh, 10 best story songs ever. Uh, if I can find a way to do it, I'll find a way to post a link right into this podcast so you can check it out. But it's just one of those uh, one of those Watch Mojo top 10 lists about the greatest songs that tell a story. And it's got some interesting songs in there. So check those out. Uh, you can't go wrong with uh, a little Watch Mojo. Um, and yeah, I think I'm going to maybe do a little uh, part two point two, where I kind of talk about the 10 songs it thinks are the greatest storytelling songs of all time. So just uh, bear with me for a sec here. All right. So I've got my watch mojo up here. I'm going to try to go quick. So number 10, we've got a boy named Sue by Johnny Cash. Not a bad song. I like it. Don't know if it's one of the greatest songs ever written that tells a story, but you know, whatever it's Johnny Cash, number 10. Fair enough. Number nine is cats in the cradle by Harry Chapin. Now Harry Chapin is 
I'm biased. He's probably my favorite songwriter of all time. His songs tell the most amazing stories. They are phenomenal. They are wonderful. They're everything I want in a piece of music. I grew up with Harry Chapin. Um, and I, I really enjoy that, uh, uh, that pick. However, I, um, I, I think there are better songs that he wrote that tell stories. And I talked about that to my class. Number eight, they had a song called the general by dispatch, which apparently is kind of a remake of, uh, uh, like castles in the sand by Jimi Hendrix. Um, but it, it, I, I didn't know the song. I never heard it before in my life and I don't really know much about it. Um, it's about a, it's about a, 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 a a general who decides in the middle of a battlefield that war is wrong and he and the soldiers want to lay their arms down and walk off the field. I don't know. I don't know the song, so I couldn't really comment on it. Told the kids didn't know anything about it. Number seven, they have a song uh, by the Raconteurs, which is Jack White's band. They have Carolina Drama, which again, it's I don't know if it's the greatest story song ever written. It's about a little boy who wakes up and um, murders his mom's abusive boyfriend. Uh, it's bizarre and it's very Jack white and it's, I mean, the kids kind of liked the idea behind it, but again, I don't know if it would be on that list. Number six is hurricane by Bob Dylan. Um, great song, great story, great, everything about that choice. I, I like, um, I talked a little bit about hurricane and, and hurricane Carter, Reuben Carter and what the song the story it told. And my kids were really into that. They wanted to hear more about that story. But, um, but again, I don't know, maybe because there's an element of truth to it, it's on the list, but it's just a a different kind of story. Number, whatever I'm at now, five, number five is Spanish Train by Krista Berg, which I told the kids is a story that I had forgotten even existed until pretty much just seeing this, uh, with them. Because I said, when I was a a little kid, my brother used to play that song by Krista Berg to scare me. Uh, And it did. It really terrified me as a kid. Um, it's a fantastic story. It's like a, a, a biblical paradox. It's a, it's a great story. Um, it got some controversy to it. I said that that one definitely should be on the list somewhere. Great storytelling. Christopher is a great storyteller. Now, number four, I got angry about number four is piano man by Billy Joel. Great song. Great musician. Love Billy Joel. Love the song. Sing it all the time. Play it all the time. Don't think it tells much of a story. It kind of tells a whole bunch of stories and thought watch mojo really kind of missed a beat on that one. I thought it was a really poor choice for that list because I just didn't think you were getting the right, uh, the right type of thing for a story song in Piano Man. thought it was a bad idea. Uh, number three, you have The Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. Again, okay story. Kind of has to do with... Uh, kind of has to do with the same thing as Krista Berg as a Spanish train, but whatever, another, another devil story. It's a country tune. Fair enough. Countries, country singers are known for telling good stories. Uh, number two, they chose American pie, which I thought was really funny because based on, you know, at the beginning of a watch mojo show, they tell you like what doesn't qualify based on that. This shouldn't qualify because it's a song that's kind of open to interpretation. So I think they took the most literal interpretation, which is about the day Buddy Holly and uh, Richie Valens and the Big Bopper died. But there's all this talk where Don McLean has come back and said the song isn't really about that. It's about, you know, American values and and this kind of stuff. So I was a little surprised that that was there. Um, And then before number one, they give you your, uh, your honorable mentions. And this got, if you read through the things on the bottom, the, the comments, this got some controversy. 
honorable wrenching goes to Edmund Fitzgerald. You guys know I'm biased. I totally would have put that on the list. It is a fantastic piece of storytelling, really well written. Um, then they put on Tribute, which is a Jack Black song, a Tenacious D song. What? I, I don't know why that's there or how that made it on there. Uh, they put on a Metallica song, which, I mean, sure, I guess I like Metallica. That, that's fine. Wouldn't say they're the best storytellers in the world. Alexander the Great by Iron Maiden got an honorable mention, which again, I, I like Iron Maiden. I'm kind of a metal guy, but I wouldn't necessarily have put it in the in, in there as great storytelling. And then number one, they chose Stan, which I'm not going to argue with. It's popular. People like it. <clears throat> it gets the kids to watch Watch Mojo. Um, and I talked to the kids a lot about Stan and kind of what it meant and how important it was when Eminem wrote that and how you know, it was even on the Grammys and that kind of stuff and how Elton John performed with them. And it was an interesting take, but anyway, so that's kind of my part too, is, is anything from watch Mojo? Like I watch them a lot, take with a grain of salt because I, I personally would, would put other songs in that list. Um, I think if you talk to my buddy, Stephen Hurley from Voicehead radio, and I said, what are the greatest 10 songs that tell a story of all time. I really don't think he would choose those 10, certainly not in that order. And uh, I can't think of any self-respecting uh, storyteller who would, who would put those 10 in that order of all time. So I kind of challenge anyone out there to have a listen and, and think about that. But anyway, this is my part two. So there's some things to do. Go watch some watch Mojo top 10 lists and see what you think about it. Let's talk about what happened over the last few weeks. All right, so let's talk about November 26th first. I'll try to run through this as fast as I can because um, it, it's been kind of a kind of a dull month. So I don't want I don't want to go too far into this. So November 26th, we watched Roadblock in both the classes, and we did some band lab work. Both classes loved Roadblock. Both classes wanted to know more about um, that album and that process and those kids and the issues they faced. A lot of people wanted to hear other songs written by other kids in that project because they wanted to know what other kids their age were concerned about. And there's a few really good ones that were written. Uh, there's one about being a girl and how your teachers and your parents and everyone you know tells you that girls can do anything and be anything and they can change the world. And the girls are like, but if you actually try to do this, it's really hard because people just want you to like be a girl and be pretty and, and not say too much. And so it was written from the point of view of these like teenage girls saying like being a girl sucks and this is tough. Um, and it was really well written. Um, there's another one about uh, residential schools about how, um, their history was hidden from them and they know the truth, but Canada doesn't. Again, this is going back 2016. So it's going back a bit. Um, but no, there's some really good stuff there and they really liked it and wanted to know more about it. They asked questions. They were able to give me some, some verbal feedback as well as, um, uh, as their reflections, which I've read about half of them so far. And, uh, you know, the kids that don't write anything and give me spaces and question marks are still doing that. But, uh, the kids that are giving me something or are trying they, they, they had some responses to this and a lot of the responses indicated they wanted to know more. So I'm definitely going to be looking into that into the new future. Both classes did a little playing around with band lab on the 26th of November. And both of them, again, they're getting a little more familiar with it. They can, they can find loops a little easier and they can do some stuff with it, create something that sounds a little better. 
they were kind of losing steam on it. They weren't really in, into it. This kind of the third week they've been just playing with Band Lab, and they're ready for something new. So when I get to part four, I'm going to talk about what the future is going to bring. Uh, jump ahead to December 5th. I had a supply teacher. They watched that Watch Mojo show from the supply teacher notes that I read. It said the kids watched it. They behaved themselves. They had a little tiny bit of reflection, um, kind of saying, yeah, I guess we kind of liked that. It was okay. And then they went and did something else with the supply teacher. So when I got back that week, I touched base with a few of the kids and said, what did you think about that video? And uh, most of them, I, I got a very teenager answer. I got, yeah, it was okay. Like we watched it. It was good. We liked it. It was fine. Good thing for a supply teacher to leave us. Like, you know, we, we behaved ourselves. Like I kind of got that answer and been like, yeah, it was okay. Um, so the next week I decided I would talk a bit about it. And I got a little bit of resistance on the 12th when they were like, we already watched this. And I was like, you did, but you watched it without me. So let's watch it with me. And I'll tell you a little bit of background on the songs and the musicians who are writing them. And I'll give you sort of my take on what I think should be here and what shouldn't. And they listened really well. Um, and then when they were done, I, I asked them really quickly because we ended up taking most of the period just to have me talk about those 10. I said, what about um, songs that are missing? And they all seem to have an idea. Um, and the kids were like, our music isn't represented here. Anyone who listens to any kind of hip hop or any kind of like modern, like, you know, poppy dance music, none of that stuff is here. Like the only thing we recognize is Stan on this list. And they're like, and that's stupid. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense to us. Uh, I actually had a couple of girls stay behind class and tell me like, have you heard this? Have you heard this? And they gave me a list of songs, none of which I'd ever heard of. Most of the musicians I hadn't even heard of. And they just said, uh, like, like this music tells a story and it kind of, I kind of got the impression from the girls that it tells their story. Like it tells something that makes sense to them. So that was kind of getting my wheel spinning again in part four, I'm going to talk about that, but that was kind of getting my wheel spinning. And then December 19th, which is the last day I see the kids before the holiday break. I have a tradition where we play a, a holiday game show. So we didn't actually do any music that week. We just had a fun and we played a game show together as a class so that's kind of how the last few weeks of uh before the break shook out and uh all the classes are doing okay i've got a few kids i haven't seen since like october and i've touched base with the administrators about it and said what are we going to do and they kind of threw up their hands and i don't know they don't show up they don't show up and so when I see them, I try to talk to them and say like hey i missed you in class the other day i actually had one guy I actually had bart come to me and be like, did you notice, Mr. F? I showed up today just to be here in time for music. And I praised him really hard. And he was a total jerk during class. But that's not the point. The point is he found me in the hallway. And he's like, you told me you wanted me here for music. I'm here, damn it. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm so happy that he knew that I wanted him. And he made an effort to be there. I don't know if he made that conscious effort when he left his house or we got to school and went, oh, I'm in time for music. But whatever. That was a, that was a win for me. All right, so I'm running up to about five minutes, 30 seconds. I'm going to stop now and go on to part four because I got a funny feeling I might ramble a bit on part four. All right, so if I forget this, y'all are going to have to remind me a little later, but I forgot to put in uh, an excerpt from Roadblock. So I'm going to try to talk about that at the end of section four and just be like, give you a, a head up to this um, excerpt. I took the time to like copy it over and, and whittle it down and get you like 30 seconds of it. So I, I got to remember to play that for you. Anyway, part four. So what's coming up in the future of my class? So here's kind of what I've got. When I played Roadblock to those students, 
they were super into the fact that it was kids that wrote it. They were super into the fact that they were kids that they knew super into the fact that like these kids had a passion that they were writing about and it was hip hop. So they kind of saw the final results of what our project could be and they liked it. And I saw their eyes kind of light up. So I want to do more with that. I want to do more with kids who've written music. I want to do more with important issues from our neighborhood and our area. And I wonder if that will, will spark something in them. Uh, two, they really liked talking about story songs and they like top 10 lists and they even liked top 10 lists where they didn't know anything. Because when I would tell them a bit about the story, they go, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Like I'd, I'd listen to a song about that. So that kind of gives me two choices. And I mentioned it earlier, but what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to try to open every class for the next little while with me playing something, either something off my own top 10 story list or something off the watch mojo one. And like, let's listen to a song in its entirety and talk about uh, the lyrics and the story and, and what it's about. But then I also want to do some work with my students on what was missing from that list. What songs do you love the story of? What songs tell your story? What songs are going to be important to you? And I really, really hope I get some answers out of that because I did even just sitting in class. I got kids saying, hey, have you heard this song? Have you heard this? I like the story in here. I like what this dude is saying. I like the message about this. So I'm going to do some work with that coming up in the near future. And I'm going to, as I said before, I'm going to tweak the... um, the reflection form because it's not giving me the right data that I want. It's not, it's not giving the kids the right tools to answer with. So I'm going to tweak that, but we're going to do some reflecting on stories that they know and like and stories that I know and like. And then hopefully we can maybe in a couple of classes, start putting together a list of what makes a good story. What, what are you interested in when you, when you listen to a story and then maybe we can, it'll get us into starting to write our own. I would love to have us by March break, which is really not that far away. We're talking uh, one, two, maybe, maybe 10, 12 weeks, maybe 10, 12 classes. I'd like to have sort of a basic idea written down of what we're going to write about and even have started writing some of the stuff. So in 10, 12 weeks, I want to go over what is good songwriting, what is good storytelling, what stories do they like and know and what stories do they want to tell? I want to do all that in 12 weeks. Um, and then I think I might spend a little bit of time investigating more of, uh, four direction, letting them hear some more of that particular music and how it relates to that community that's down the street from us. And maybe, maybe that'll give me some more, uh, some more, leverage with them that they're interested in stuff. Cause there are, as I say, uh, I think 15 songs or something that was written by that group. And then I just got a note, um, from a friend of mine that said, uh, dark spark actually came last year to another school just uh, down the street from us, uh, and worked with a group of kids there. And I heard from another friend of mine that the reason they did it is because one of their kids goes to that school. Um, but I think I'm going to reach out to dark spark and just see, uh, what it would be like for them to come to our school to do that, what it would cost, how it would work, because I've got kids that desperately need that. I've got this group of kids that need 
to feel like they're part of something and need to feel like they can do it. So I wonder if Dark Spark would reach back to me. I'm going to try that out, but that's kind of where I'm going. So we're going to do some work with, uh, with reflecting and storytelling. We're going to do some work with creating, and I'm really looking forward to where we are. And I am now caught up. So December 19th was my last day of classes. Today is uh, the 4th of January. So I start back to school next week on the 7th, and I will be coming to you next week with the sort of live recordings of what my kids are doing as we go. And I'm hoping to bring some microphones into class and actually get some recordings from them as we go and publish some stuff. So we'll see. All right. I am going to sign off because it is currently 1145 at night and I usually go to bed at about nine. So I am exhausted. I am beat, but thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being part of me uh, for the last two or three months. Please keep listening to voice ed radio. They're doing the, uh, the Lord's work over there, getting all that information out there, getting all those opinions and ideas and learning out to everyone to listen. Check out Stephen Hurley. He is the man in charge of voice ed radio and he's got some great things to say. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you with, um, with a clip from roadblock, which is a song from the album Four direction created by dark spark, which is an Aboriginal music group from Prince Edward County, Ontario. I've got a clip. It's about 30 seconds long. Uh, keep in mind the students wrote all the words. They are the ones doing all the singing and all the rapping. I think this is four boys in grade seven and eight. Um, and the musicians just kind of pointed them in the right direction with the beats and a bit of, of, of structural assistance and how to create a song. But this is a, this is kind of the end result of the kind of thing I'd love my kids to be able to do. And fingers crossed, we got a new year. I've thrown out some of my bad ideas from last year. I'm hoping I can open the door and let in uh, some new ideas. And I really hope the kids can too. Thanks for stopping by. And check out Roadblock on YouTube by Darkspark. You think they're not worth it? You think they don't deserve it? You think that our culture is not worth preserving? Out of sight, out of mind, we live on reserving. But that don't mean that the tides aren't turning. We're idle no more. We're fighting this war. Our women, their futures, their families, their core are being infected. Their safety neglected. They go undetected till tombstones erected. We're setting up a roadblock Every feather in the flock Come together, make it stop We're shutting down the highway of Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this week's Gav Session. If you liked what you heard, be sure to check out all of my podcasts available from the Anchor app or from Anchor FM. Anybody can make a podcast in just a few minutes from Anchor FM. If you like what you heard today, please check out the rest of my online personality. You can message me on Twitter at GavSession or check me out at GavSession.com or YouTube.com slash GavSession. Thanks for stopping by.